I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tapp and Tap Into the Truth. of Tap Into The Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, I am your ever-so-humble and, you know, mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, and I am coming to you live and direct from Roan County, Tennessee, out here in beautiful East Tennessee, just a little ways from Knoxville, and uh, how about them falls, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, the men's team become the... SCC tournament champions this past weekend, and they managed managed to land an impressive seed. Although most fans are a little disappointed that it's a three seed, uh, especially given some of the excuses offered up. But hey, at the end of the day, right now the Volunteers are playing red hot, and they are capable of playing literally with anybody in the country. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do. 
Uh, I'm certainly hoping for them. Uh, the Lady Vols, of course, are doing well, too. They're on their way to the women's side of the big dance. And the madness that occurs in this month is well underway. And it uh, looks, like, looks like there's going to be a lot of reasons to be rooting for the good guys in orange. Certainly, certainly can't help but be excited about that. All right, so uh, lots of things going on uh, of interest. Uh, we're going to keep the show to just one hour again today uh, due to time constraints and a multitude of uh, reasons that have really cut into my time allotment. The fact that it's requiring me to uh, get started a little later and you know, still have to show up for work at the day job, if you will. So uh, we're doing this business, so we're going to try to slip right on into a few topics. Now, in, in yesterday's broadcast, we talked a little bit about uh, Mr. Mitt Romney uh, attacking a certain former representative uh, by the name of Tulsi Gabbard, somebody who's managed to get under Hillary Clinton's skin in the past to the point that Hillary referred to Tulsi as a Russian asset. Now, Tulsi, as you probably know, if you're a regular listener to this show, then you probably pay attention to politics well enough to know that uh, Miss Gabbard is actually a United States veteran. She served in our military, which is something we cannot say about Hillary Clinton, and, uh, well, you know, something we can't say about Mitt Romney either when it comes right down to it. Now, uh, here's the deal. Mitt Basically didn't like the fact that Tulsi, uh, over the weekend, put out a video where she talked about U.S. funding being involved with these biolabs in the Ukraine. Biolabs that some parts of the mainstream legacy media are still trying to downplay as not existing or uh, no U.S. involvement being there. But you see, the uh, little deep, dark secret is, first of all, we know the biolabs were there because the Russians built them uh, when Ukraine was still very much part of the Soviet Union. We know that uh, Ukraine was not qualified uh, once they achieved their independence to safely manage the type of of biohazards that were contained within some of these labs, so they sought outside help from experts. We know, based on official government documentation, that uh, there have been U.S. taxpayer dollars granted to the funding of these biolabs, some of them that are supposed to be in the process of being downgraded or even dismantled entirely. So it's kind of surprising and certainly raises an eyebrow or two when somebody says, hey, those things don't exist. And hey, Tulsi, for even mentioning it, uh, you're engaging in parroting Russian propaganda and you are treasonous and you're going to cost lives. Now, I would also like to point out that when Tulsi mentioned these biolabs, well, Former Representative uh, Gafford was really saying that uh, rather than letting Russians bomb and shell these biolabs, uh, we should really work hard. We should put every bit of influence, power, and authority that we have into uh, trying to prevent Russia from bombing them, possibly releasing some new terrible biological entity, whether it be a virus or 
a bacteria or fungi. It could be just about anything. But whatever biological threats may exist within some of these labs, let's let's do everything we can to prevent them from being released into the public intentionally or uh, unintentionally. That was her point. That's what she was saying. She just simply acknowledged that the U.S. has had some level of involvement in some, if not all, of these labs that are in question. And obviously, Mitt has missed the memo because uh, the United States has previously acknowledged their existence and admitted to some level of involvement. The question at this point, of course, remains what level of involvement and what's actually going on in these labs. Clearly, Russia would like you to believe that there's the possibility that the Ukrainians will use these labs to unleash biological weapons against the Russians, which would, of course, give them cover to actually release biological weapons of their own and then uh, claim that the U.S. or Ukraine were the ones that initiated it. See, that's the thing about propaganda. First and foremost, in a war like this, propaganda is pretty easy to spot. Now, remember, just because something's true doesn't mean it's still not being used as propaganda. And certainly, just because somebody makes a claim doesn't make it true. Also, uh, could very much be propaganda and uh, an effort to uh, put up a smokescreen, if you will. Now, with all that having been said, uh, Tulsi Gabbard today, today, of course, being time of the live broadcast, March 14th, 2022, it's a Monday, uh, Tulsi fired back at Mitt in his little comments. Basically, she just put up all of the information and made her case for all the things that she said in the initial video and uh, did a fairly compelling job of it. But her fire back at Mitt was pretty simple. It's like, hey, look, here's the deal. Either you need to prove me wrong Or you need to admit you were wrong and then resign in shame because you don't deserve to be anyone's representative in the Senate if you can't do a better job of getting your information before speaking or acting. So I'm going to say solid burn. Not that dissimilar from what I was saying probably should happen. And uh, I kind of like it. So uh, way to go, Miss Gabbard. Uh, something else that happened today that's certainly uh, of noteworthiness, or at least uh, people were talking about it today, Elon Musk has challenged Vladimir Putin to single combat. He even went so far as to put Vladimir's name in the tweet in which he issued said challenge in Russian. And he mentioned what the stakes would be. Uh, the whole purpose of the single combat, winner takes Ukraine. Now, I'm not certain the Ukrainian people or the Ukrainian government is prepared to have their fate in the hands of Elon Musk. I am quite certain that Elon, for the most part, would uh, simply hand Ukraine back over to the Ukrainian people. I don't think this is his bid to begin uh, world domination on his own. Uh, his plan is to uh, to move everybody to Mars and take over Mars once everybody's kind of stuck there and can't get back. That, that's the Elon Musk domination plan. So, <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. Um, it's interesting, though. He uh, put Vladimir's name in Russian. He put uh, Ukraine in Ukrainian. 
And, uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of neat. And he claims that he's serious. And so that raises the question, uh, who would win in a fight between Elon Musk and Vladimir Putin? Now, uh, Elon has the advantages of youth. He actually does have reach on him. But uh, there's some things I just don't know. I mean, Elon could very easily be living that CEO, too busy to work out, uh, too busy to eat right lifestyle uh, since he's the CEO of multiple companies and he's constantly on the go and he's doing a lot of things. So it's possible that there could be a certain amount of that that would inhibit Elon from being able to take full advantage. And if that was the case, then I think I would still have to root for the trained KGB killer uh, in Vladimir Putin, despite Vladimir being significantly older and uh, actually having to give up the reach. Uh, we're, of course, assuming uh, cage match, no weapons, um, mono and mono combat here. Uh, so if that's the case, uh, Vladimir could very easily win, especially since Vladimir is a black belt in judo. Uh, there's, of course, some question as to how good he really is, uh, thinking that uh, a majority of his promotions uh, from belt to belt uh, were more honorary just because of who he was. Now, I don't know if that's the case. I would tend to think that uh, given the amount of time that Vladimir spent as a KGB agent in his early days, that he was probably required to take his martial art training pretty seriously then. Now, again, I'm just making some assumptions, and we all know what happens when you make assumptions. But I would think that uh, if, if Elon is the least bit soft, if Elon is the least bit out of shape, there's a really good chance Vladimir's superior training and years of experience could win the day. But here's the thing. I, I do not know if that's the case for Elon. Is Elon actually in really good shape? Does he work out way more than uh, we realize? I mean, it would make sense. He certainly has the money. He probably could afford personal trainers. May very well have them. I don't know these things about Elon. So I, this is something I would really want to know before I was forced to put money down on it. But I, I think it would be interesting because if Elon, uh, especially if part of his workout regimen, uh, if he sticks to it like he should, if part of that regimen includes something like uh, kickboxing or uh, maybe some Taekwondo thrown in there just for uh, purposes of uh, muscle memory, then then I think the uh, advantage shifts back to Elon. I mean, if he's got sufficient training, if he is in good enough shape, then he certainly has youth and uh, that advantage of having the longer arms, he's got the reach advantage. I, in those cases, Elon could probably take Vladimir. So uh, would Vladimir play fair? That's ultimately the real question. Uh, what kind of ground rules do you put in? Is it like Thunderdome where you don't have to worry about the rules because there aren't any rules? Uh, it's just, I just think it's really interesting that that that's the situation we're looking at. Elon Musk challenging Vladimir Putin to single combat. Winner takes all. Now, I didn't mention Jesse Smollett. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. 
Didn't mention him at all yesterday. And, of course, his sentencing came uh, between broadcasts. So uh, Jesse got himself some jail time along with with fines and other things. And uh, Jesse made a little bit of a scene in the courtroom. I am not suicidal. I am not suicidal. Whatever, dude. I mean, who are you talking to when you say that exactly? Are are you making sure we know just in case you've got some insider information on Hillary Clinton that we don't know about? Clearly, Hillary would know about it. So, uh, uh, proclamation so we know that all of a sudden if uh, if you're found uh, supposedly having hanged yourself, that uh, once again we need to draw a little circle to that and then draw a line over to Hillary. It was kind of weird. Now, Jesse, of course, told his attorneys that he'd get a harsher sentence because he's black. That seems rather ridiculous, but uh, I I think, of course, Smollett is part of that group of people that desperately needs an excuse every time he gets caught doing something wrong. Uh, Of course, uh, breaking news uh, today... Smollett has actually been put in the jail psych ward after being deemed a self-harm risk, according to his brother. Speaking of a worthless so-called activist, Colin Kaepernick has been mocked for begging the NFL to let him play. After, of course, he's been comparing the league's draft combine to slavery. Uh... We did talk a little bit in uh, yesterday's broadcast about Jordan Curry, the climate czar, currently at any rate. Now, uh, we were talking yesterday in regards to the fact that nobody knows what his salary is. Nobody knows what his office's budget is. In fact, nobody even knows exactly who else is working in his office. And... The Boston Herald was told to go pound sand when they asked these questions. They were told, uh, you'll just have to file the Freedom of Information request because uh, only through a FOIA request will we consider giving this up because none of this falls into the uh, typical information that should be shared with the public. So you'll just have to go through this means, and you really shouldn't expect to hear anything from us until, oh, say, 2024 at the earliest. So they started stonewalling. Well, John Kerry manages to get back in uh, the news here on Tapping to the Truth again today because John Kerry once again proves how great he is at his job as climate czar. Because remember, he's running around telling us that Russia is going to be a great partner, that China is going to be a great partner, that India is going to be a great partner uh, at achieving his green utopia that he keeps preaching uh, on and on and on and on and yet on about. Well, guess what? Uh, China has officially announced the start to increasing their coal production. They're going to make a effort to utilize their coal, some of the dirtiest coal on the planet, by the way. American coal so much cleaner. The methods we use and then how we actually 
uh, process the birding, uh, clean cold. It sounds like an oxymoron, but in comparison to what China's going to be using, uh, it's actually a pretty accurate description. So, uh, no, China, they're going to ramp up their coal production for their own energy production needs, and they are going to be reducing their reliance on foreign entities for their energy needs. So uh, a crushing blow, devastating, if you will, to Jordan Kerry's green energy utopia. Kind of sad, really. There is an ongoing story. I'm, I'm not sure how much coverage this is getting in regards to, is it enough? Uh, should there be more? But there is a serial shooter on the loose in New York City and D.C. They've been going around shooting homeless men uh, for the most part. And now police seem to say that it's the same man who's literally going back and forth between New York City and uh, the District of Columbia. Something tells me this is going to be a uh, story for a little while to come. It should be interesting to see exactly how things play out. Um, got a poll that was released today. Over 60% of Americans back Florida's limits on K through third grade lessons on sexual orientation and gender identity. Ah, see there? It would appear, it would appear that don't say gay isn't exactly don't say gay. And it would appear that most reasonable people seem to understand that children who have not yet even gotten close to beginning puberty probably don't need to have sexual orientation discussions thrown up in their faces. Uh, Let the little kids be little kids, yo. It's hard enough as it is to maintain and keep any level of innocence. Uh, Disney's got a new movie out, in case you haven't heard. Uh, It's uh, Turning Red. It's about a little girl who has some type of mystical connections to red pandas. And evidently, as she's entering puberty and it's kicking in, uh, she suddenly starts having issues. It's kind of like being a werewolf, I guess, only it's with a red panda instead. Uh, a little different than that, uh, based on the synopsis I've read. Um, but a lot of parents are actually kind of upset by this movie. Uh, lines from the movie like, My Panda, My Choice Mom, uh, really seem to uh, lay some certain overtones and some themes. But evidently, uh, most of the parents are kind of upset that uh, there's a whole lot of uh, showing young teenagers, 13, 14-year-olds, behaving rather badly, uh, kind of making it look like it's fun and cool to lie to their parents, to sneak out of the house, to be putting themselves in sexual situations. Now, obviously, it's still a Disney film, so they're probably not being over the top with that last one. Uh, it's probably very well implied. In fact, I read an article a couple of days ago about this movie where folks at uh, at the studio itself, uh, working for Pixar, were complaining that some of the same-sex affection uh, was censored out uh, by the uh, overlords over at the Disney part of the business. So obviously this story was intended to be something 
that has a lot more to do with rebellious, rambunctious young uh, people, especially in this case, a, a group of girls that are the, the you have the primary character and then her immediate little clique of friends uh, has their apparently rather disobedient. So uh, you, you've got this situation. It's got a lot of parents upset. Uh, interesting. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on, continuing to go on when it comes to oh, the war. But uh, some interesting stuff going on. Uh, some discussion from some generals claiming that Vladimir is almost to a point where they're going to have to kind of end things, that he's not going to be able to go much further, not without some major league assistance, which, by the way, uh, they're are reports that an official request for military assistance has been put in uh, asking China to come help. So, ooh, nothing to be worried about there. Uh, Rand Paul introduced an amendment to a bill that would essentially oust Dr. Fauci for good. That's interesting. If you had not heard, the Biden administration had a little powwow where they tried to get some of the top creators over at TikTok come in and help them push their uh, their propaganda right now. Some some COVID propaganda and now also uh, everybody blamed Vladimir Putin for gas prices and inflation propaganda. Uh, it was deemed to be funny enough that uh, Saturday Night Live actually did a skit mocking the TikTok stars at a Biden national security briefing on Ukraine. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, there's this ongoing beef between Sarah Gonzalez and uh, some folks working for the uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke, wants to be called Beto, uh, campaign. And, you know, he's running for governor in Texas, in case you uh, had let that slip your mind. Uh, so he's running for governor. He was at a campaign event. Sarah Gonzalez, who, of course, works with Blaze Media primarily, she was at an event. She had her camera out. She was recording and started recording uh, Beto talking to uh, some other individual who was there. And she was waiting her turn to get to talk. And she was basically had one of the campaign staffers come over and try to try to swat her phone away. Said, no, we're not recording. We're not recording. A local police officer came over and shoved her uh, back down some steps. Could could easily have led, had Sarah actually fallen, uh, could have easily led to an issue. Now, a second officer came in and intervened, and he, of course, was trying to back up his fellow officer in place, and he was like, uh, I, Sarah asked, why did she put her hands on me? Why did she push me back so hard? And uh, he was like, because she asked you to leave, and you weren't leaving. And, of course, Sarah responds by saying, uh, no, she didn't ask me anything. She just came up and shoved me. Uh, that doesn't seem right. Now, supposedly, the officer also said something about, I don't have to touch your phone. I can just touch you uh, before shoving her. Uh, that part's not in the video footage. Uh, a lot of the video footage that Sarah Gonzalez has has sections that have been uh, redacted uh, audio. It would have included that part of it. But the real interesting part here 
as well as the male officer who came over, he was very respectful. She even thanks him for being respectful, and she goes ahead and leaves because uh, he makes a point that now I'm asking you to leave kind of thing. But uh, very interesting that the Dallas Police Department claimed that there is no body cam footage from either officer of this event. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. All right, so um, there's a lot of other little things going on and on, but I've got a couple of stories that I want to get to in the second half of today's broadcast, so we'll treat all that as quick hits because I have a feeling that all these stories are going to continue to be topics that we can touch on at the very least, and of course, you're free to do your own homework. In the meanwhile, let's go ahead and take that mid-hour break, and then on the flip side, we'll see if I can sneak three in, although I'm guessing I'm going to be hard-pressed to get two in. Uh, at any rate, you guys stay right where you're at, and I'll be right back. Regime leader Biden and his cronies truly desire to alleviate the current petrol prices. He would have by now. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. The fact that Biden would rather beg Venezuela and Iran for oil than simply restore the free market liberties that were present during the presidency of Donald Trump. And in mere weeks, the United States would be energy independent again. But most people are unaware or don't seem to care that Biden has been on an evil mission to undermine the United States ever since he was first elected to office in 1972. Biden has, like many Democrats and rhino Republicans, have used a variety of issues, policies and methods to undermine our number one position in the world via the Green Movement, poking the Russian bear by working with NATO nations and Ukraine to undermine border agreements made with Russia years ago. Biden's open border policy is security disaster number one. I believe it's designed to enable millions of foreign criminals to combine with Biden's destructive policies to permanently damage our republic beyond repair. Do you miss Trump yet? I'm Ron Edwards. 
constitutional grounds coffee, simply go to theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Our Constitution is a document in which we the people tell the government what it is allowed to do. We the people are free. Just a song before I go To whom it may concern It's easy to get gentlemen thank you so very much for staying with me through that very brief break I want to take this opportunity to remind you again kind of in a time crunch trying to get the show ready uh, we'll not be putting links in the show description so I'm going to ask each and every one of you to just uh, a little later when you get the opportunity please just slide over to tap into the truth.com that's t-a-p-p into the truth all one word Com. Visit me there. You can scroll past where recent guest section is on that homepage. And uh, below that, you'll see banners and buttons that you can just click away for all kinds of things. Everything from uh, books, from previous uh, guests, to uh, random items that you might just be interested in, to uh, things like uh, products over at uh, My Patriot Supply or Hero Soap Company or Blue Coolers, uh, Fire and Flavor, uh, so on and so on. Lots and lots of great uh, companies that have great products that you're going to be interested in. Uh, what I want to ask you to do once you visit me there, uh, click on some of those, go visit these things. And if you decide to make a purchase, please do so while you're still visiting from my links. That way they know I sent you. And uh, they also know that uh, it's because of traffic from this broadcast that uh, they got a little, uh, you know, uh, interest from you. And it's going to open the door for a really great possibility, the possibility of the trifecta. That's right, the infamous win, win, win. It's a win for you because you're going to end up getting some great products at some great prices. It's going to be a win for them. Because they've just gotten a brand new loyal customer because once your merchandise arrives, you are going to enjoy it so very much that you will undoubtedly come back and buy from them again. And if you're using that link, then the third win is a win for me. Uh, I'll get a small commission, a tiny, tiny commission for having sent you and made that connection between you and them, uh, which will then immediately go to help support the show. Uh, Not a cheap undertaking, I assure you. And it's getting more and more expensive, you know, like everything else. And, you know, while there is a link at the website where you can just make a straight-up contribution and you can also uh, make contributions in crypto, uh, I still would much prefer you to visit one of these great companies, get something that you need or something you were going to get anyway, 
and uh, then we just get that tiny little finder's fee for putting the two of you together. Uh, that's what I would prefer because then I know you're getting something you wanted and uh, they're getting to do business and I just get to be a happy little middleman. And strangely enough, it's not really going to affect your price that much because the price of those commissions are built in to the standard pricing at the website anyway. So if you go there direct, you're going to pay the same price. But uh, they're just going to keep that extra bit of profit instead of sharing a little bit of it with me. So I don't think it's too small a, a favor to ask. All right, let's, uh, let's get back to business. Uh, first and foremost, I want to touch on a couple of topics for uh, this first one. It appears that the House Democrats really, really are paying no attention or at least a good number of House Democrats are paying no attention whatsoever to the mood of the country or where the American people in general are. Of course, it has a lot to do with the fact that they've convinced themselves that they are the smartest people in the room, and only they know the right thing to do. Uh, the case in point here is that a group of House Democrats, well, they've already began trying to push the Biden administration to bring back, to invigorate, to revitalize the climate spending provisions uh, in the currently defunct Build Back Better legislation. Uh, in a letter to Joe Biden that was sent Monday, 89 progressive House Democrats, uh, led by Representative Sean Kasten of Illinois, called on Biden to use his recent State of the Union address as a springboard to restart negotiations on the $555 billion in climate spending you know, in order to address the crisis of our rapidly warming planet. I, uh, I, I see them say the word rapidly, and I, I hear them use this word, and I do not think they know what, what that word means. Uh, at any rate, the House members began their letter by citing a February 2022 report by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change which claimed that any further delay in uh, concerted anti-global <laughs> uh, action, anti-participatory global action uh, on adaptation and mitigation will miss a brief and rapidly closing window of opportunity to secure a livable and sustainable future for all. Now, I would like to point out that there is literally nothing in any of these leftist so-called solutions that uh, effectively works at trying to slow or certainly stop climate change. Ultimately, when you use the phrasing climate change, uh, you put yourself in a position where clearly there is such a thing going on. If you deny climate change exists, then you really are ignoring the fact that climate is always changing. It is a simple fact of existence on this planet. Uh, nobody should be denying that. Now, the extent to which man is involved in the creation of warming up the planet there's a lot of debate and a lot of science that's yet to be looked at. But ultimately, 
most of the greenhouse gases that they choose to focus on, uh, carbon dioxide being the primary, is actually good for the environment. Increased levels of carbon dioxide means better viability for plant life. If you lower the ocean, that means there's more dry land available. If you raise the ocean, that means that former deserts are now going to be viable to be turned into to gardens. So either of those situations that occur actually still present opportunities for increased food growth. Let's let humanity do what humanity is actually really good at, and that's adapt to new conditions on the ground. Now, I'm not saying don't be a good steward, and by now, you should know that I have never suggested otherwise. We should be a good steward, but we really should also be conscious of what the Democrats and what the political leftists around the world, whether they be globalist or nationalist in some far-flung part of the country, what their actual agenda is when they're pushing this green agenda. Because there's nothing in, in any of the agenda that does anything other than raise taxes, which will then be wasted by governments, because that's what governments do with tax dollars, and add extra layers of regulation that just makes it that much harder for small businesses to continue to operate. And again, many of these situations, many of the things that these folks are calling for are actually worse on the environment than the things we're already doing. And again, one more time, I mentioned this the other day, the real deep, dark secret that they don't want to talk about is that if you really, really want us to eventually get to uh, zero carbon emissions, you want us to develop the technologies that's going to allow us to lean heavily on these green energies. In fact, maybe even someday totally replace these so-called fossil fuels. Then you're going to need to turn all that energy loose now and allow us to build that economy, to get that economy roaring, to allow private industry to have profitability in an effort to make the breakthroughs that will allow the types of improvements that will eventually get us there. If any of these green energy sources are ever going to be viable in such a fashion. And sadly, I don't know that there is a level of technology that takes us there. I don't know that we ever reach that. Democrats have turned to Biden and Biden's State of the Union address and uh, where he called on Congress to pass tax credits for weatherizing homes and businesses and building more wind and solar energy sources and lowering the cost of electric cars, investments he claimed that would save the average family around $500 annually. Would love to know how he got to that number because that sounds like a, a bunch of grade A class uh, one freaking bovine excrement right there. But uh, the Democrats uh, focused on that. They wrote in this letter that they were encouraged to hear Biden's recommendations and said that Biden's backing uh, the billions in climate spending would mark the largest climate investment in our nation's history, setting the United States on a course to meet our 50 to 52 percent greenhouse gas, and, uh, gas emissions reduction targets by 2030, while creating millions of good-paying union jobs, reducing energy costs for consumers, and only it doesn't do any of that. 
That's just pie-in-the-sky political doublespeak. Yes, they want to create union jobs. They don't want to create non-union jobs. They don't like the idea of right-to-work states. In fact, that's why they're pushing this PRO Act. But you shouldn't forget for not one second the reason they want union jobs isn't because they want you getting paid better. It isn't because they want you to have collective bargaining uh, power. They want contributions to their campaigns that normally come from labor unions. That's the only reason they want union jobs. So uh, don't get it twisted. Don't get all worked up at me. Don't hate me because I'm calling it out. If you don't believe it, just do your own research. That's all you have to do. I'll stand by it. At the end of the day, Democrats want to spend money, and they want to spend, in this case, $555 billion while we are already in a recession that is looking to get worse. Inflationary spending is going to kill it. And you currently have someone who is occupying the White House who does not want to acknowledge the fact that it is governmental spending and the reckless, feckless energy policies that this country has that has managed to take us from what should have been the easiest turn on the switch, flip the switch, recovery in history, because the COVID shutdown was an artificial handcuff on what had been an extremely strong and powerful economy previous to that, thanks to the policies of Donald John Trump. Yes, that's right. The uh, orange man who's bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the climate arsonist, that guy, he had the economy cruising and Joe Biden has found a way to F it up and as Barack Obama warned us, never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to F things up uh, he's really shown it here so uh, yeah, Democrats just want to spend the money, they want to finish knocking off our <laughs> our economy and knock off our ability to actually have jobs. And the whole time they're going to lie to you and tell you they're going to give you good paying jobs and, and make energy cheaper. Name one thing in their policies that actually would make anything cheaper. If you can find something, uh, we can talk about it. I would love to talk about something that is of value that the American people actually need or want that it would make cheaper. Oh, well, we're going to give uh, uh, credits uh, to reduce your taxes. Okay, well, you're already being overtaxed. If you can cash in on that, you're either being overtaxed or you're somebody who's getting more credits than what you paid in. And in those cases, you're milking the system and you shouldn't even get a vote on this matter. You need to have skin in the game before you get to have a voice in the decision making. At least that's how it ought to be. But, you know, the government's really good at wasting taxpayer dollars and never holding anybody accountable. And that leads me to this next story, and I'm thinking this is probably going to be the uh, the last story I get to today. But uh, there was an article uh, in Bloomberg where they were talking about how the United States government doled out billions in fraudulent COVID aid and uh, asked the question of where's the accountability. Uh, this is in a piece from Tim Pierce over at the Daily Wire. Uh, the Biden administration should focus more on investigating 
and remedying billions of dollars worth of COVID-19 aid fraud before pumping out more of such spending. Uh, Bloomberg's editorial board wrote this on Monday. In an op-ed published Monday morning, Bloomberg pointed out that the Secret Service estimates $100 billion in COVID-19 relief funds may have been doled out in fraudulent claims, corrupt deals, or to dead people. Now, the article suggests that the Secret Service estimates est- that the Secret Service estimates, I swear English is my first language, uh, may be too conservative. So, in other words, it may be a lot more. But so far, the federal government has approved roughly $6 trillion in COVID-19 funds. In providing the funds to the Americans in need, however... The government bungled operations with a lack of oversight and communications, leading to the largest oversight challenge of Joe Biden's administration. Biden's chief coordinator for the COVID-19 spending uh, managed to literally say that just last month, saying, quote, there is no question that the immense fraud that took place at the crush of the pandemic in 2020 particularly in small business loans and unemployment insurance, is the largest oversight challenge the Biden administration inherited. Now, do you hear that word? They inherited this issue. It wasn't their issue. They're not the ones who mucked this up. They just showed up and tried to fix it after the fact. They weren't giving out any of this money. They didn't make the uh, unemployment insurance uh, quadruple rates and extend it for longer and longer. No, they didn't do any of that. They, it was just them trying to deal with Trump's mess. How dare I even suggest otherwise? It's silly to think they were the instigators of the issue. Now, the Biden administration continues to push for billions more in COVID-19 aid. You know, roughly two years of lockdowns began over COVID-19 in the United States. Biden's agenda is stalled in Congress, and as his fellow Democrats push back against additional COVID-19 spending, the Punchbowl News reported saying, quote, the White House hasn't done anything to sell this legislation to Congress. This is a complaint you'll hear from House and Senate Democrats after weeks of rumors that the Biden administration would seek as much as $30 billion to $35 billion in new COVID funding, the White House sent a $22.5 billion request to Congress just before the omnibus package was released. This quickly was paired by one-third to $15 billion, and then it was cut entirely from the package following an uproar from Democratic lawmakers spurred on by some Democratic governors. Now, Bloomberg, of course, argued that the Biden administration should focus instead on shoring up the government's aid programs and appropriating billions in misspent funds before seeking additional COVID-19 aid. In other words, before you go asking for more money, uh, why don't you fix your money mess you currently have? So, you know, that seems to make sense to me. Uh, in fact, I would go one better. It's like, I don't care if you're able to fix your mess that you got there or not. Uh, 
how about you prove to me that you're capable of being a reasonable steward of the American taxpayer dollars? How about you prove to me that you can be responsible with this role that actually is your role to perpetrate? This is literally part of your job, depending on what department of the government you work on. So if you're working with the IRS and the State Department and whoever else you may be working with, maybe you have a, ta a hand in this process, maybe you don't. But none of you, none of you have done anything to prove to me that there is any reason whatsoever I should trust you with a dime, let alone billions or trillions of dollars. So, yes, uh, fine folks over at Bloomberg, how about some accountability? The editors over at Bloomberg suggested improving communications across the government and upgrading Aged technology. Now, that's actually a pretty good idea. If you've had any dealings with the federal government, they refuse to upgrade their tech because they claim it would cost too much to move to something that might actually work instead of something that is so outdated that it's ridiculous. They said, quote, fixing such deficiencies must be a priority. To his credit, Biden has announced several efforts to combat pandemic fraud. But more focus and investment will be required to stop the cancer of corruption for good. Now, personally, I think the folks at Bloomberg are probably giving Biden way too much credit and offering up credit for the methods to try and reduce fraud. At the end of the day, if you want to get rid of corruption in the federal government, uh, the Biden crime family is probably a pretty good place to start. Uh, let's remove them from the government. And uh, you've made some progress right out the gate. Now, they're not the only ones involved. Plenty of other folks need to be removed from the equation. Plenty of folks with an R at the end of their name are part of the corruption just as well. So don't, don't get it all twisted thinking that I'm not uh, an equal opportunist when it comes to calling out corruption. Uh, there's a lot of suspicious activity involving relationships to China and Mitch McConnell. So, you know, plenty of things to take a look at. Now, granted, there are more Democrats that pretty easily let their freak flags fly, if you will, when it comes to corruption, associations with China, associations with criminal activity. A lot easier to find them. But uh, at the end of the day, there's... Plenty of folks with an R, just the same. Mitch McConnell's is the first name that came to mind, and it's been pretty well documented that there's a, well, what should be a, an uncomfortable relationship with the Chinese government and uh, the McConnell family. But, uh, you know, that's just what it is. So here's the real issue, right? These folks knew what was going to happen. In fact, there was acknowledgments right out the gate. Yes, sure, there's going to be some fraud uh, because we are indeed in a hurry to get this money into the hands of the people that need it most, the American people. And, you know, there was a little merit to that. But when you basically wave the white flag and say, hey, uh, fraudsters and uh, con artists, uh, please do apply. Uh, we will treat you the same with little to no scrutiny. Now, I know there's nothing more frustrating as somebody who's in desperate need of a little assistance 
and a program has been put in place, but you have to jump through so many hoops that they make it nearly impossible for you, you, the person that it's actually intended for, to be able to get the benefit of that program. It's extremely frustrating, and it is the bureaucracy at its worst, and we've all been there, at least those of us uh, above the age of 35. We have spent some time trying to deal with the federal government or even the state government or a county government and have had to bang our heads against the wall of bureaucracy and not be able to make much headway, even when it's something that should be simple, should be easy. But the federal government in particular is so bad at this that when they try to make something easy, they make it too easy. Now, here's the $64,000 question, boys and girls. What level of accountability is there going to be? Now, we know they are looking into some of these folks and some of these people who intentionally defrauded the government and collected extra money, uh, whether that was through a, a PPP loan or uh, weren't eligible for unemployment uh, benefits but uh, applied for them and got the federal section regardless. A ton of folks out there that did this criminal, clearly criminal activity because it wasn't meant for you. You didn't qualify, but you applied anyway because you knew nobody would be looking close enough. Are these folks going to be held accountable? Sure, some of them will be. But I'll guarantee you there will be mostly small fish. I guarantee you there will be people that do not have a friend in the right place. Because those people that have those friends in the right place, they're going to be okay. They're going to be protected. In fact, they may even may even be allowed to, to pay the government back with, with no, no issues at all, uh, not even any interest. Just how much did you take? Uh, well, you gave me 6000 uh, for this. All right, give me $5,000. we will call it a settlement. We'll call it a done deal, and uh, we'll act like you're actually a good citizen. Thank you for testing the system and making sure that uh, we're able to correct these things in the future, which, of course, they won't. But then you turn around and have some legit single parent raising three kids uh, and uh, trying to work a couple of part-time jobs because in the Biden administration, there wasn't very many full-time jobs available, especially in the height of COVID. So working a couple of part-time jobs really desperately needed those dollars. And they didn't even try that hard to get the money to them. So much of it was automated and so much is a bit over. So how about this? The criminals that applied, they're not really where the accountability needs to be. The accountability needs to be with the federal government. Why did you make it so easy? Why did you not at least do a preliminary background check? What level of accountability will there be? But for the love of Pete, Joe, the rest of you Democrats, stop asking for more money to just flush down the toilet when you're not even done flushing the money you've already been given down the toilet. Uh, and uh, while you're at it, just stop flushing it down the toilet. That's going to have to be it for tonight, guys. Thank you so very much. Uh, remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort. and Most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, let's go. Hey. Let's go.
Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.